Long time coming. We now welcome on Mr. Kyle Larson, NASCAR driver, uh, the man, myth, the legend himself. He finally made it. My my meeting alarm is going off right now, by the way. So that lets us know <laughs> that, that you're here. Yeah, great oh, start. Yeah, uh, I was. Uh, we were talking a little bit about the backdrop you got going on. So you're already in Arizona. You guys are already rocking and rolling over there. Yep. Yeah, we headed here uh, after the race on on Sunday. So. I flew with Denny, so he had to wait a while for me to get done. But, uh, yeah, we're here in Scottsdale, camped out for the week, um, get to do some golf and hang out, just eat some great food, walk around, enjoy some awesome weather is the main thing. It's been pretty crappy in North Carolina for a while now. So uh, good to be out here and, and enjoying some relaxation. Nice, man. We dig it. Yeah, the, the energy is always good, and it's always high in Arizona. So it's good stuff. So Kyle, it's your first time on the show with us. We do a little something different in the beginning of the show to kind of just like set the mood. It's called the chef sampler. Okay. So this is chef boy, by the way, I'm garage guys, chef boy, chef boy is going to go ahead and hit you up with, uh, with some questions that you may not get asked all the time. So that's what we pride ourselves on here. Yeah. They're, they're, they're fun questions. They're built to be like yes or no, or just one word, like rapid response. They're, they're pretty right. laid back. If you, if you don't know the answer to one, just say neither. So, okay. Um, Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. Manning or Brady? Brady. Office or Parks and Rec? What? The Office or Parks and Rec. So maybe not a Netflix uh, guy. Neither. Neither. I've never watched any of them. Gotcha. Um, Marvel or Star Wars? Neither. Neither. So basically just always driving. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, maybe Marvel over Star, Star Wars. My, my kids are into like superheroes and stuff. So I'll right. say that. But I, I'm not into either. Gotcha. Uh, beer or bourbon? Uh, Captain Morgan. <laughs> Captain Morgan. There you go. Check it That's out. A first. That's a first on the, on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do it myself or delegate and manage? Uh, delegate and manage. Nice. That keeps you on the golf course. Yeah, um, exactly. Money or influence? Um, both. Nice answer. I think that's like the everyone's answer. Yeah. Um, favorite sport to watch outside of motorsports? Uh, golf. Yeah. Definitely. Golf. That's the first time someone has not said hockey out of the cup series. That's incredible. Well, I was thinking <laughs> hockey, um, but yeah, golf. Nice. All the way. Last one here. Hypothetical scenario. You got two to go um, in, in the cup series. Most, satisfy, most satisfying person to pass on the final lap for the win. Hmm. It can be a rival or it can be a best friend. It can You keep it fun. Probably... Probably Kyle Busch, just because he's so good and so competitive and hates to lose. Um, probably, probably Kyle, just because you know if you if you passed him, you did something extremely special. Nice. Well, well, you definitely took care of that at Vegas this week. So, 
So good job <laughs> there, man. Good job. Yeah, thanks. All right, so so you survived the sampler. You're yeah, here. Um, yeah, little, little golf clap there. That's awesome. Thanks. I'm sure you've watched the Tiger documentary on HBO, by the way, by now, right? I just I just did, yeah. Um, uh, I flew home from Homestead and, and watched it. It's long, so I watched it till like 3 a.m. It's so uh, good, though. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, a little sad, but but really good. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's good to, good to hear that he's good to go and he's all healthy and stuff. So we're happy for that. We're big tiger yeah. guys. So, yeah. um, so looking into this, yeah, you just won at Vegas, man. You're back in the Cub series, um, after taking the time off and you came in heavy in the first month with a, with a huge win, dude, um, at Vegas, which is a track that, um, I know like over time it hasn't always been the best, but I mean, for you to win here was a total surprise, man, to a lot of people, I'm sure maybe not to yourself, but, uh, is this uh, just just more credit to just the the hunger, or is more credit to the to the Hendrick cars, or or just just being back in general? Well, I think definitely the credit goes to my race team and, and building a, a fast race car. Um, that's that's what you really need to win Cup races is, is a fast race car and, and a great pit crew. The pit crew did an awesome job all day too. So um, definitely a credit to them. Um, you know. I guess, yeah, I, w- I wasn't surprised that we were good. Just, you know, looking back at the history of Hinder cars there, you know, they've always been competitive and, and upfront challenging. Um, in, in mile and a half, I feel like even though I hadn't won on one, I feel like they suit me really well. So, yeah, I wasn't surprised, but um, I guess a little bit maybe surprised or just, just thankful that we had a dominating race car that day. Heck, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I got one more question about Vegas. Um, so we, a lot of what we do in Garage Guys, Kyle, is we play fantasy sports. We play DraftKings. Last week, I had you in a ton of lineups, and it was great. This week, I didn't have you in, I don't think, but maybe one lineup, and then someone else, someone else in the lineup crashed or something. So it, it didn't end well for me, and my wife is going to probably kick me out of the house. I might be living at Walmart. Um, how does it feel that your driving skills basically are going to put me on the curb? Uh, I don't know, um, man. I'm I'm not sure, and, and I'm sure on DraftKings now will probably be worth even more money. So uh, it'd be harder to, harder to pick me sometimes, but um, you'll be all right. I uh, I drove my motorhome around a lot last year and slept in Walmart parking lots, so it's not it's not too bad. He believes, man. That's that's epic stuff. Yeah, man. We uh, yeah. You, you took you took it to the house on us, man. Like we we do a lot of betting and stuff like that too. So yeah, it was this was the week we didn't have you, but no more. We learned our lesson, Kyle. Okay, we've learned our lesson. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of credit these intermediate tracks. Like you know, at Homestead, you've, you've always been good, and then Vegas, they're they're kind of they're they're similar and they're a little bit different. But a lot of dirt racers they tend to do really well at these tracks. Um, I just kind of want to go back to whenever you were younger when you started racing, like obviously dirt cars is what you first got into. Um, who was like the person that like just pushed you the most, like to just get the, you know, just to really kind of like draw you into the sport and like really just take hold of, uh, and, and have to help you become what you've become today. Well, I think you're probably my, my dad for sure. You know, he was a big part of my career, um, you know, through go-karts, obviously, you know, taking care of all my go-kart stuff. And then, even once I got, you know, moved up into sprint cars and things like that, you know, he was always the guy that would kind of, um, you know, lend me 
some coaching and advice and things like that. Not necessarily on, on driving, but more so of how to you know, represent yourself kind of outside the car. So, um, you know, there is my dad for sure. And then uh, a local racer, um, David Robinson Jr. Um, in California, he's kind of, he's uh, a legend, I guess you can call him. Um, and you know, mostly probably 360 racing out there, but uh, he was, he was the guy who kind of in the first, you know, year or two of my, my sprint car career in California, uh, that really helped kind of coach me and, and teach me a lot of things about driving and, and using the brake pedal and, um, just searching for lines and stuff like that. So he was, he was definitely a, a good help to me. And, um, there's always, you know, there's been a lot of drivers throughout, uh, you know, the early years of my sprint car career that offered advice here and there, but, but power feed, we call him power feed, uh, he he was the the guy who helped out the most probably it's epic stuff man i know that like coming coming from that background i mean there's a couple other guys that we've talked to um you know ricky stenhouse being one uh you know he's mississippi like we're basically mississippi like show like we're he's from hattiesburg and i'm from like louisiana area so uh, i know there's a lot of dirt racing stuff that goes on there so i mean it's just it's cool to get to know more of the drivers that you know started on that foundation of of the sport and you know being able to bring that into cup so we definitely like that. And the one thing I would say about dirt is, is, uh, is they don't really, they don't really do like a lot of like practice and qualifying stuff. Mostly either do that's kind of just get up there and show up and show out. Um, yeah, you'll get, you'll get like three to four laps of practice and then qualifying and then you're racing. So yeah, you got to figure it out quick. Now, speaking of that, Kyle, do you have you liked the change? I, mean, I know your competition has gone through a whole year of basically the the COVID season of um, no qualifying. Do you like the change, or are you kind of relying on your teammates to get you caught up to speed? How's that transition for you? Well, I like it because well, you get to spend more time at home, which is which is good. Um, you know, the the schedule is so busy and hectic, and and you're only really home that often, and it it was really running. The, the crew members down the most, you know, cause they're working hard all throughout the week, gone from their families a lot. Um, so just being able to be home, I think has made a lot of people enjoy their jobs even more. Um, and then too, I think I like the, the preparation side of it now, you know, you, you have to, you have to work way harder throughout the week and in, in preparing yourself and your race car, um, to, to have a good shot to, to have a good race on, on the weekend. So I like that part. And I think, I think it suits me a little bit. You know, I feel like because of my dirt background and, you know, basically just showing up and racing my whole, my whole life growing up, I feel like I adapt pretty well and um, can, can get comfortable quickly. So I think it definitely suits a guy like me a little bit. Um, the races are so long and all the drivers are so good that, you know, they, we all figure it out pretty quickly, but, um, I feel like, I feel like even if my car is not right, I can find some things on the racetrack to, to help me out quickly. And, you know, if, if we had practice, I think, you know, everybody figures that out eventually, you know, on Fridays and stuff. And, um, so yeah, it, it, it's fun. I, I enjoy the schedule how it is. That's epic, man. Yeah, I, I kind of do as well. Like it's a, it's a challenging for people like in our in our situation, but I definitely think from like an entertainment standpoint, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. And it really just goes to show like who's able to feel a car 
a lot better than most people, like you say. So that's pretty dope. Um, going back with dirt though, I do remember, uh, you won the chili bowl last year. You made a statement and I want to know if, if you stand by this or not. Um, you said winning the chili bowl was better than the Daytona 500. Do you still stand by that? Um, well, I haven't won the Daytona 500 yet, so um, okay. I, I don't know. But I do know the Daytona 500 pays a lot more, a lot more. So <laughs> <Yes>. um, maybe, <laughs> maybe once someday if I win the, the 500, I'll be like, oh, I was, I was totally wrong uh, in 2020. So, um, no, Chili Bowl is just a it's – a, it's a race that's special to me, and you know, I've, I've been racing in it now 14 years um, so a long time and, and I had a ton of heartbreak, um, in that building of, you know, leading laps on Saturday and blowing an engine or screwing up and giving the race to bell. So I think when you have heartbreak like that, it makes the win, it makes you want to win there even more. But once you do finally win, um, it's just a, a whole load of relief off you and, um, and just, feels great because you finally accomplished something that had, you know, you've known that you could do it, but uh, had given it away on different occasions. So uh, it's a cool race, you know, 300 some odd cars every year. It's, it's a tough one. You need a lot of luck um, to win it, but it's a, it's such a cool event. Right. For sure. Um, Going into cup series back, you know, staying here in this, this area now, you got uh, Nations Guard on as a sponsor. So I know that HendrickCars.com is sponsoring you as well as the car that you just had this past week. As you can see, I'm rocking Kellogg's Racing here today, okay? Big big fan of uh, of, of Mr. Terry Two-Time right here. That's what we call him in the garage. We call him Terry Two-Time. It's Terry Labani. Um, so we're basically going to just go ahead and, like, start trying to make the, uh, the Kellogg sponsorship happen for you now. Um, so all, all we need to do is just, you know, we need to get with your people. They'll get with our people. We need to bring this in. Um, but this win that you just had, you think this is definitely going to help, uh, draw some more attention to, to get some, uh, some new brands on the, on the whip or what? I hope so. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to think, you know, when you win races, um, and continue to do good things off the racetrack, um, it'll, it'll help attract some sponsorships. So, um, just got to continue to, to do a good job on and off the racetrack, uh, win races and, and do, do great things on the track, but then you off the racetrack, like I just started my own foundation. And I think doing, doing things like that and showing people and, and companies that, um, I'm, I'm a growing person. Um, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll want to jump on board with what I've got going on and, um, hopefully, you know, want to, want to win races with us. So, um, I know it'll take a lot of work, but, uh, we're up for, up for the challenge and, um, just look forward to, to kind of growing myself back up and, and, and getting some sponsors on our race car. Heck yeah, but you want to talk a little bit about your foundation real quick and what you guys are doing? Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's been something that I've been kind of working on for a while and, and something I've wanted to do for gosh, probably four or five years. I just, had never pulled the trigger and, and done it until now. And um, see, so yeah, I are calling it the Kyle Sunbound Foundation, um, the Drive for Five program. Uh, it's where I donate $5 per lap I complete and $5,000 for every top five finish. Um, so already this year, I've, you know, completed over 600 laps and two top five finishes. So that's, you know, around $14,000. 
Um, and yeah, the three organizations I'll be working with are, well, two of them are, you know, organizations that I worked with throughout last year. Um, and, and before that, even uh, the Tony Sane Foundation um, and then the Urban Youth Racing School. And then also we'll be working with uh, the Hendrick Harris program. So through it, uh, I'm dedicated to bringing people together and providing support to benefit today's youth, families and communities in need. So um, it's, it's exciting. You know, a lot of the drivers have their own foundations and, and you know, have gone to a lot of their events and things like that. And it's it's always been cool, fun things to do. So been something like I said I've wanted to do um just finally finally getting it together and doing it so uh looking forward to, to growing that and growing it into something big awesome man yeah we'll definitely be on the lookout and it's awesome that you're doing that stuff too so yeah I, I got a good feeling you're gonna rack up a ton of cash for the foundation this year especially with the speed that we saw um in Vegas um so I guess uh, we're getting. I want to ask him about his golf game real quick. Yeah, let's. So, let's okay. That's what I was about to say. I was about so, to bring that up. <laughs> uh, like, just in general, how's your golf game? And maybe like a favorite person you played around with that you were looking forward to that you got the chance to, to play with. Well, so about a year ago, this time when COVID first hit, right before it hit, I was playing the best I've ever played. Uh, we went to the Grove in Jupiter. That's that's Michael Jordan's course. Last year, I shot a 76, I think, or 77 for my my best round ever. And since that day, it's been a – like, fell off a cliff <laughs> oh, really no. bad. So, yesterday, I actually – I got I got into the 80s for the first time in 2021. So, uh, maybe I'm trending trending back the right direction, but um, it's been it's been bad. And it's been so bad, like, I, I don't even – really care to golf um it's just so frustrating but um you know once you have a, a decent like i had a decent i had a good back nine yesterday i shot a 40 46 40 46 on the front 40 on the back and the back nine made me like all right maybe maybe i like golf again but um i played with some some cool people and uh played in some pro-ams which was which was really cool funny funny story about you know, me being a, a bad golfer um but my first ever pro-am uh, was for the Wells Fargo at, at uh, Quail Hollow in Charlotte. This was probably three or four years ago now, but I'm on the range. Uh, Patrick Reed had just won the Masters, and he's like, I don't know, a few stations down. There's nobody in between us, but he's probably like 10, 12 feet away from me. I'm nervous. You know, there's pro golfers up there. I guess people in the stands watching and I don't know if they know me or not, but anyways, you know, I go to like, do just a little practice swing, like a little half swing and next to the ball, you know, I got the ball in front of me, whatever, do it, do it next to the ball. Well, I clipped the ball with the very toe of the club and it, and it goes dead, right, right across the front of Patrick Reed's toes. <laughs> and oh, he, he didn't even, I don't know. I would assume that he probably saw it run across his toes, but he didn't look up or anything. He had his <laughs> headphones in and I'm just super embarrassed. And uh, yeah, that's my, that's my funny golf story. He probably <laughs> thought you were Ricky Fowler. That's what you should have done. You should have just played that off. <laughs> you should have played off the Ricky Fowler. Yeah. yeah. Poor Ricky. He'll, he'll get his game dialed back in here. Oh yeah, for sure. And you say he had his headphones in. He's definitely listening to Imagine Dragons. Do you remember that during the Masters when, like, literally, I don't remember what the announcer was, but he's like sitting there, like, "Welcome to the new age." 
to the new age like just like hitting that out there like that it was i missed that but uh no that's funny you gotta look it up on youtube for sure okay. dude kyle man thanks so much for being on the show and before before we let you go dude there was one thing i needed to bring up okay this has been weighing heavy on my heart for two years now and uh i'm ready, ready to put it behind us man so i made this imaginary uh rivalry between the two of us in 2019 because when i just started writing um, about fantasy NASCAR, I literally wrote up an article and I was like sleepers and drivers to avoid. So this is around the time you're having some pretty bad luck in the beginning of the year. And I put oh. you as a driver to avoid a big red X and I tagged you like just, you know, just the audacity that I had, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. you come back and you clapped at me and you were like, Hey, like, yeah, this happened. This happened. <laughs> I'm like, well, you got, you got proved strong. And the next week you came out in Richmond and it did not end well was a DNF. And I thought about that for a long time. And I was like, all right, the day that I get to like talk to Kyle, we're, we're going to, we're going to hash this out. So does this imaginary robbery still exist or is it time to put it behind us? Now that you mentioned it, I, I do kind of remember that. Um, but no, 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 no robbery. You guys are, you guys are cool. So all right. uh, I loved, I loved being on here. It was fun. So yeah, no, no robbery. All right, dope. I'm going to bring golf clubs to Talladega, and we're going to make sure okay. we stay six feet apart, and we're going to knock them. Right. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, sounds good. All right, man. Thanks so much. Y'all enjoy it, dude. Take it easy. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. thanks. See you guys.